Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the 15th day of December. Welcome. So great to be here with you today. Hope you are having a great day. Or if you're listening to this at the end of your day, that you've had a great day. We are officially 10 days away from Christmas. And ready or not, here it comes. We are in the final stretch right before, and I have this little calendar countdown. Has like this magnetic um like Christmas bulb outline and you just like move it on the calendar and I'm like I feel like I just like just pulled this out and just put this on the 24 and or on the 25 and now I'm just slowly moving it and it's crazy but it's something fun that me and my daughter Regan love to do and I have this little nativity set and uh, she loves to throw baby Jesus. Honestly, I think baby Jesus is still missing. I think he's, um, he's, uh, I don't know where he is, actually. I should probably find him. But anyways, um, I'm glad you're here today. And uh, as we are making our way through this week, the week of Julie, and um, I just hope that you are feeling the joy of the Lord. And I saw something this week that I thought was really good that I think is worth pondering on that, you know, joy isn't always, um, you know, jumping up and down, like so much joy in your body that you can't contain it or having the best day ever. It's really just this stillness. And I mean, it can manifest itself in different ways, but it doesn't have to look one specific way. It can be a stillness. It can be a good mood or it can be, um, I mean, it can be whatever it looks like to you. Um, but in case you're like, well, I haven't felt the jumping up and down, crazy, excited, just about life or Christmas. That's okay. I don't think that that is the only form that joy comes in. So be encouraged and remember the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if you're feeling weary, you're feeling tired, if you're not super ready for Christmas or if you wish it would all just slow down, understand that He is our strength. We're not expected to have our own source of strength. We don't really have it. It's our own source of strength is pretty wimpy. It's pretty weak. And the good news is that Jesus promises to be our strength. So let us lean into that today. Today we are in the book of Colossians. We will be in chapters one through four. We'll also be in the book of Philemon with chapter one, continuing on with the English Standard Version for this week. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this, You have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God and truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. And so, from the day we heard, We have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. 
so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with the power of with the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invincible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body a flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions, for the sake of his body, that is, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me to, for you, to make the word of God fully known. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of his, this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom, that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you, and those of Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body, and I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In him you also were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, 
by putting off the body of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him, through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink, or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belonging belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions, puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind, and not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with the growth that is from God. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body. But they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. If then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked, when you were living in them. But now you must put them away, all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and, if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit to your husbands, 
as it is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bondservants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partality. Masters, treat your bondservants justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the word, to declare the mystery of Christ, on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each other. Titius will tell you all about my activities. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that we may encourage your hearts. And with Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they will tell you of everything that has taken place here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you, and Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justice, these are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God and they have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Jesus Christ, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and in Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, as does Demas. Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha, and the church in her house. And when this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the church of the Laodiceans. And see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Philemon Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother. To Philemon, our brother, our beloved fellow worker, and Aphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church in your house, grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers, because I hear of your love and of the faith that you have toward the Lord Jesus and for the saints. And I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective for the full knowledge of every good thing that is in us for the sake of Christ. For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. Accordingly, though, I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do what is required, 
Yet for love's sake, I prefer to appeal to you. I, Paul, an old man and now a prisoner, also for Christ Jesus, I appeal to you for my child, Onesimus, whose father I became in my imprisonment. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful to you and to me. I'm sending him back to you, sending my very heart. I would have been glad to keep him with me, in order that he might serve me on your behalf during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I preferred to do nothing without your consent, in order that your goodness might not be by compulsion, but out of your own accord. For this, perhaps, is why he was parted from you for a while, that you might have him back forever, no longer as a bondservant, but more than a bondservant, as a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, receive him as you would receive me. If he has wronged you at all or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it, to say nothing of your owning me, even your own self. Yes, brother, I want some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. Same time, prepare a guest room for me, for I am hoping that through your prayers I will be graciously given to you. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends greetings to you, and so do Mark, Aristarchus, Damas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. You know, sometimes I read the stories of Paul and you can step away from the readings of Paul and definitely feel some type of way on any given time that he's writing something. You can either agree, you can either disagree, you can either understand or be kind of confused. And yet at the end of this reading, I'm thinking about the fact that he is in jail. You know, he has chains on as he's writing these letters. And truly, like, what an act of love, you know, I, I, that's what I think. I think that his heart was motivated in love to see these people, these groups of people, these churches to do well. And so he's writing letters of edits and of thanksgiving and prayer and affirmation and encouragement and remembering who Christ Jesus is, you've received him, walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught abounding in Thanksgiving. I love that. And I love that he's talking about, you know, don't let anyone pass judgment on you. And um, also just the whole topic of put on the new self. Um, I think this is a great thing to be reminded of truly um if then you've been raised with christ seek the things that are above where christ is seated at the right hand of god set your minds on the things that are above not which on sorry not on things that are on earth that's so hard <laughs> that is so tricky like could you imagine having a, a rough day or a rough time and being given that instruction 
you know you you kind of would almost i mean i think maybe for me i'll speak for myself i think i would be like okay great you're not hearing me um i'm having a bad day you know uh but really paul is saying listen if you've been raised with christ seek the things that are above that's where jesus is you see it at the right hand of god and i think really that puts things into perspective it kind of forces us to zoom out from ourselves and to get a bigger picture and to understand that you know the things that we are wrestling with they're they're valid they have their validity for sure it's not that we say oh gosh like this isn't valid we need to get over ourselves and anything of that sorts but it is just more so of a reminder that hey this isn't the final say whatever's going on right now doesn't have the final say this isn't the whole picture and there may be some questions and there may be some frustration like there's there's definitely emotion around it and all of that is valid and the Lord's going to meet you in that and don't set up camp here forever you know we we've read about that in the Bible where people set up camp for too long when God is calling them to a different place and so I absolutely believe that the Lord comes into those places when we invite him and he you know same thing that i do with my daughter like if she gets hurt i I come over there with her i get down on her level i look her in the eyes and i ask her what's wrong honey what happened and you know she's not even two so i can't understand majority of everything that she says unless she tells me that she fell down or something with bubba happened which is our dog um and i'm trying to understand with her and i'm comforting her i'm consoling her and then we we move on from that place and you know sometimes she's really fallen and it's really a big deal and we gotta stay there a little bit longer and i gotta console her and then sometimes you know she's ready and and we go together and we we pick up from that place and so um just to give you like a, a a vision a visual that i think that's what the lord does with us too he comes into those moments and he surrounds us he picks us up he comforts us and then he says okay we can't stay here all day you know like i can't sit on the floor all day with my daughter and it would like i wouldn't let her cry all day you know like i would have to be like honey i'm like we gotta we gotta move on from this you know like yes i can look at your stubbed toe all day but let's go do some other things you know like let's move on from this place and um you know not to try to like overly think i I think this metaphor is used i think it's good i think we got the picture and so I think that's what the Lord does for us. And I think truly when we set our eyes on things above, when we invite him into it, when we ask, Lord, where are you in this? I'm just curious, like, what do you have to say about this? Or man, Lord, like I'm going to everybody else except for you. What do you have to say about this? And really inviting him in, we see that there is the ability and also the truth that we can set our eyes on things above and so god i thank you for your word today that just reminds us and encourages us to not be so center locked so center focused on what's happening right now or what's going on and um i thank you that there is validity in anything that we go through i thank you that you meet us here on the ground and you meet us in the glory and i thank you that you're not afraid of any of it. It's not too much for you. It's not too little. And God, I thank you that you are also a God who 
knows when the right time is to move. And you call us by name and you call us forth. And I pray that we would be people who hear your voice and who trust our shepherd's voice and we follow. And uh, I thank you that you're safe to trust. You know how to lead us well. And God, I pray that we would be people who would be willing to follow your voice. And it is in your name we pray. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is our website. This is the place of connection. It's where you can see what is happening here in the community. So be sure to check that out. You can also go to Facebook.com forward slash Daily Audio Bible Chronological. And there is also another place that you can connect with fellow dab seers in that page. And you can put a name to a face and better connect with people through there if Facebook is your thing as well. But that is all for today. I'm China. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good evening, DABC family. This is under construction. I have to talk fast to make this quick. But please, 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 please say prayers for my mom. So she's being forced into retirement at the end of this month. So like in a couple of weeks. Obviously, me and my partner are still living here. And we're hoping we put in an application. And my mom helped put the application um, to be available on the 18th of January. And so, you know, just still trusting in God to open up this opportunity because just us being here is really hurting her. I mean, she's just, you know, she can't have her own life when we're here per se, you know? And I, I understand that. And I have been praying for six and a half years, you know, for us to get our own place. And there's just so much writing on us being able to move. And it just breaks my heart to see how hurt my mom is. And I just found out that her and the guy that she met might be breaking up now. And I don't want to be the cause of that. I don't want to be the cause of her pain. I don't want to be a burden to her anymore. I don't want to be in this house anymore, but I don't have anywhere else to go. So please, you guys, just pray for her and just the whole situation and just that her burden can be lightened. And just thank you, you guys. Blessings. This is... um. Adrian, his mighty tortoise from Maryland. Uh, I forgot who I was for a minute there. I just wanted to update you on Trudy and Lou. Um, Lou was released from the hospital the other day, and uh, Trudy um, said she well she posted a thing little thing on Facebook. Uh, she said there's like a rescue squad of family members taking turns to take care, come in and take care of Lou while she's in the hospital. Uh, she'll be in rehab, doing rehab on her hip for two weeks and then uh, beginning treatment for her cancer. So continued prayers, please, and please that nothing else goes wrong. Again, mercy for these guys. Thank you so much. Your friend Adrian from Maryland. Hey, my refreshing dab C-Fam. This is Kingdom Seeker Daniel. Lady Jill, once again, you came with the heat. Oh man, thank you so much, Lady Jill. What a beautiful reminder for us all that there is no 
condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Family, I really feel a hard press from the Lord to share this with you, specifically you who are allowing the enemy to beat you down over past or present failures. Let me tell you something. Scoot up close and listen to me. This guy talking to you now is a felon of what should have been a 35 year sentence. Did you hear what I just said? Let me say it again. This guy that you're listening to is a felon of a third, what should have been a 35 year sentence for a crime that I was guilty of that should have put me away all that time and actually worse because what I did was unthinkable and deplorable but God but God who is rich in mercy I don't understand it family you particularly who are struggling with guilt and condemnation over failure let it go because the Lord loves you. And if he can forgive me, the chief of sinners, oh man, he can forgive you. Be encouraged, man. Good morning, Dabsey. This is Tony calling from Suffolk. Today is Saturday, December 10th. I wanted to lift up Lou and Trudy from Maryland too um, in prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you as humble as I know how, Heavenly Father. I come to the throne for Lou and Trudy, Father. Dear Lord, I just want to thank you for them, Father. I just want to thank you, God, for being the almighty God that you are, Heavenly Father. Dear Lord, you say you will never leave us nor forsake us, Father. And Lord, we know that you are to be also true and, and we glorify your name, Heavenly Father. I'm asking right now in the mighty name of Jesus, you touch Lou and Trudy from the top of their head, Father, to the sole of their feet, Father. I'm asking, Lord God, that you just have your way, Father. I'm just asking, Lord God, that you just move things from left to right, Father, from things from up to, from down to up, Lord. Dear Lord, I know, Lord God, that you are able, Father. And I'm just asking in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that you just touch them, Father. Asking, Lord God, that you just allow truly, Father, Lord God, just to uh, just to give her comfort in her time, Lord God, with, with Lou, with the dementia, Lord. Just touch his mind, Father. I know that you're able, Father. I'm asking for healing, Lord, for Trudy, um, when she have this surgery, Father, even with the colon that she have developed. And Lord, just allow her to continue, Lord God, just to give you the glory through it all, Father, because Lord, you can do the mighty, Father. I'm asking, Lord, that your will be done in the mighty name of Jesus. As always, Zabsy, I love you guys. Continue to be encouraged. And I just thank each and every one of you for the calls and for the prayers and for the testimony. We just continue, Lord God, just to trust you through it all. As always, family, you guys have a wonderful and blessed day.